good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode 241 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Ion, and we are already at 241. That is an amazing feat. We deserve a round of applause. Yay. That, actually, I, the, the way you phrased it, now we're already at 241. Maybe is there some sort of like millennial lingos that oh man, <laughs> yeah I'm so two forty one now man. <laughs> no, but I at the same time I am realizing that I started I think before our hundreds. I don't even remember yes. when I started. Maybe it was before a hundred fifty. I don't know. Your, anyway, your, your it's been a good run. Threads are woven into the tapestry of this podcast such that we cannot imagine those threads. Ever having not been there, Flo. And I'm no longer the younger, the youngest generation in the workforce. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, that's I'm now in the middle. So I'm <laughs> people coming after your jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that one. Um we can talk about the fact that tomorrow, when this podcast publishes, tomorrow being a Thursday, I'm officially at 38 weeks, which means baby could come any day now. Any day now. <laughs> That's what the doctor said today. She mm. said, as of tomorrow, any day now. And I'm like, got to get those deadlines in because <laughs> I don't think an editor would appreciate if I say, hey, so that article I promised you, not happening. My water broke. <laughs> oh, no, no. Flo, go for it. I know. Go don't for put it. it out. I know. Don't put it. Don't put it out in the open. And my husband, too, he has like, we're like every night we're like. Just stay in there a little longer. It's fine. Like <laughs> you can hang out in there. No one, no one's gonna make you leave. <laughs> at least, at least until one more episode of The Masked Singer. Don't let, let me just let's just get get to watch one more episode of The Masked Singer mm. before we become parents. Yeah, right. Oh, and we boy. have to switch it to PBS by law. Uh, no, we're still gonna be watching Silk Stockings. Um, <laughs> Because we're like really invested now. I mean, we're up to season four. So, and by the way, this is the smut that I have put in front of watching Columbo. So <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone out there who's very disappointed in me and my pop culture choices. But you know what? Who can resist a young Rob Estes? Just going to put that out there. Really? Uh <laughs> Um, also, anyway, also some uh, now that particularly now that I'm watching these shows on Blu-ray, uh, buying those Columbo oh. episodes on Blu-ray, like there are some things that I even noticed, like in standard definition, like I'm the episode in which Roddy McDowell is the murderer uh, working at a chemical plant. Now, uh, again, I don't want to get an, uh, an explicit tag. All I'm saying is that. In standard definition, like off of the DVDs, his trousers in one scene are really tight. And you, <laughs> there is no, um, there is nothing that you need to imagine. Uh... And now that I didn't, and I didn't, I kind of forgot about that. And then I'm look, then I'm like watching the scene on Blu ray. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, it... <laughs> I mean, there. I'm. I'm not talking about. Oh, look, ha ha ha. There's like a. I'm. I'm saying that. No, it's like there's a relief map in poly in blue polyester of his growing ecological area. We so... we apologize if your children are in the car, by the way, and you're listening to us, and we are talking about 
these things. I but used, it's, I used a know. six syllable word. If your child yes. not, was able to, that's not even a word to protect uh, to protect those sensitive ears. And if yes. they could figure this out, cheers to them because they are very very smart, and they yes. probably already know the password to your Wi Fi base station. So stop even pretending. But I have to say, it is part of the reason that I really like watching these old shows because they're just time capsules. Like, the, <laughs> you know, in Colombo, my goodness. Like, ugh. Anyway. Uh, Payphones. <laughs> he, can't, he can't get He needs to know what the weather was. And instead of just picking, picking up his phone and doing a oh, Google right? search, he has to, like, call, go to a payphone. Call his wife and say, remember that day we right. went out on a picnic? And then Who, call, what day was that? <laughs> call, the we- call the weather bureau. <laughs> and no, they, they, they don't open until 9 a.m. the next day. And then he has to ask everybody in the bar, hey, does anybody remember if it rained yep. last Tuesday? <laughs> And the and the other one where like a, the 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 TV executive was like shot like in the middle of the chest while he was like laying on his sofa in his office reading a script, and the next day, the next day, Columbo is lying on that exact same sofa to to like sort of get an idea of like what he could see. Whereas in even in like nineteen nineties, let alone two thousands cop shows, there would have been like there would have been just vitriol and yes. nastiness soaking all in there yes. instead of just this we're one trying to tiny use big words hole. that your children can't so that's that's <laughs> that's that's why it's sometimes fun to revel in the charm of a like uh, early 70s uh, detective show but well and i'm also just thinking about the fact that like the big meme which by the way this is a terrible meme uh for everyone out there, the big meme that was like, well, JLo is 50 and she looks this way. But like, here's what Blanche from Golden Girls looked like at 50 in the 80s. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> let's look at the time. So in the 80s, were very unkind to us fashion wise. Like, <laughs> again, the 80s were, yeah, not. And, and also just like the hairstyles were really, they they dated you. I mean, if, even if you watch, if you watch, and I mean, in the 70s, the hairstyles were very voluminous and, like, blown out. And so if you looked young, you still, like, looked young. But in the 80s, for some reason, a blowout would just kind of age you. I mean, I even look at pictures of my mother who was in her teens in the 80s. And she looks older than she does now in in her age. Uh, because I'm not going to age my mother here on the podcast. because Just because of the way the hairstyles were. And I'm like... You are all making a, a terrible comparison. Uh, second of all, Blanche was living it up, in case we did not remember <laughs> the plot lines of the Golden Girls. Um, and third of all, JLo has a lot of money, so she has time yes. to run triathlons like every single day. And she has somebody to watch her children. Whereas the rest of us, well, we're doing podcasts and just praying that... <laughs> Can most of the the, best, the <laughs> most exercise we get regularly is hanging by our thumbs. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, see, anyway. I, I, I don't want to. You know, I, you've been hogging the uh, like the the blessed event uh, spotlight, and I, I'd like to swing it my way because mm-hmm. I am also expecting like a blessed delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sony Walkman that I ordered like almost a whole month ago that was supposed to arrive on January nineteenth. But like as soon as the nineteenth came and went, Amazon said, "Oh, we don't when it's gonna we we don't know when we're gonna have stock on this, and we don't know when we're gonna be shipping the, your order. Maybe the twenty eighth. Just got an email uh, today from Amazon saying it's shipped, and I will have it tomorrow. So the A fifty five you got 
That is the A55. It is now this is this is this is Android related because yes. most of the most of the newer this is just arriving in the US shores like uh, new, brand new this this wow. this year even though 280. It, was, it was available like all kinds of other places like uh the rest of the world last year. Um I was it was because it was between this and I won't get into the reasons why uh, it's a very very it's a very very good purchase for me to have like a really mm-hmm. good like high def uh, mm-hmm. music player like it, it is actually a Walkman so I'm glad to uh, I could back back when I was back when Walkmans were a real thing I could not afford a Walkman I had to get like an Iowa or a Panasonic uh, I, and that so I'm glad that I've finally gone up in the world I can own like a real real actual Walkman uh, but uh, high res audio. <laughs> Hi-res audio. It's got app decks, uh, but I was it was a decision between that model, which goes for two hundred and twenty bucks, for a okay. hundred bucks more, which doesn't run like any. It runs a proprietary Sony operating system, which means they probably like license some sort of embedded system uh, that you never actually see. The next model up is the uh, the model one the A one hundred, which is actually more like an Android iPod Touch. If you follow, where it's like a, it's a, it runs Android nine, I think. Uh, of course, it doesn't have like a, a GSM chip, doesn't have a phone chip in it, but it has Wi-Fi. It runs uh, the it accesses. You can use the Google Play Store, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I decided that one of the reasons one of the reasons why I'm getting this is because I want to have access to all of my, my entire music library, so it's all on. Actually, like visual aid that only Flow can appreciate. I mm-hmm. weeks ago I prepared this micro SD card of 256 gigabytes that has my entire music library on it. I can just stick this into a micro SD slot uh, on this device, and it will get 40 hours worth of playback. Uh, the next model up, which it's nice that it can use streaming services uh, or even it like, has the play assistant videos. too. By the way, right? It, has, it, it, yeah. it is like everything that an Android nine phone would be, except for actually <laughs> actually doing phone calls. Mm-hmm. But because it's Android, it'll get maybe ten hours. And unless you get really really finicky about how you set up the power management. Even if you just like leave it in your jacket pocket for a few days, the battery will be like gone in three or four yep. days without using it. Yep. And I decided that I didn't need that. I, I have the phone to make me annoyed that I can't listen to music wherever and whenever I want to do. So, mm-hmm. well, so, well, so I'm I might <laughs> I might have to see if I can borrow the Android version of it just to make a comparison. But so so I'm so I'm saying that if anybody wants to throw a shower for me. Uh, to to uh, the the baby needs like a case. Uh, they need like a new headphones. app exam aptex. Uh, low. Uh, they need a uh, uh, a gift card to the high, the hdtracks.com online store. I mean, it's just I have to prepare the entire house for it. Like making sure that the proprietary charging cable is available, like at every place where I might set it down. It's it's almost endless. I mean, you uh, you mm-hmm. have to be a parent almost to understand. Mm-hmm. What I'm going through. Make sure the temperature is just right to, you know, for optimum music listening. uh, Decide like which Bowie albums I'm going to pin to the start page. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's endless. You think you're prepared, Mm -hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, everybody is unprepared. You know, (laughs) and you just get through (laughs) it, and the the Walkman's going to be fine so long as you you're using it in a space of love and acceptance. Andy will likely sleep more than me, though. Uh, for this one, uh, by the way, I have to say, the Sony. Timer. Good point. 
Uh, and you can use the sleep apps on it, maybe. Oh, just for the Android <laughs> one. Um, I I have to say, Sony continues to impress me with the ability to just kind of like pump out these devices that are for niche users like yourself who want to continue to listen to high res. Back in the day when like creative had like the Muvo and the iPod was kind of the de facto. And I mean, it still, it was a de facto MP3 player. It was at least the one that you would see on my campus all the time. I got a Sony Walkman MP3 player and I had to use ter- this terrible, terrible software because it had to convert every oh, yeah. song into oh, AUG. Yep, yep. But, oh, AUG? but, oh, yeah, it, uh, was it AUG? I believe it was. A, it, was it was a. Let's see, the thing. The thing that made it laughable was that it would convert your entire open MP3 library to a proprietary DRM yes. Sony format. Not only that, but you would then not ha- even have access to your own music because mm-hmm. once you put it on the MP3 player, it would sign it out of your desktop library, and you had to sign it back in in order to listen to it again. But the music sounded so darn good. Like, and it sounded better than whatever my friends had on their iPods. And at one point, uh, and you know how I love to share stories about what life was like for me in college. Uh, I had this boyfriend who loved music and I let him borrow it because I ended up getting another kind of MP3 player. And I left it with him because he broke up with me before I could get it back unfortunately. Uh, and I found out <laughs> it saved him from a fight that he got on public transportation because somebody punched him and it was like in his shirt pocket and he was using it after breaking up with me, which by the way, was just rude. How dare you <laughs> use this thing after dumping me over my space. It probably, it and probably, it probably sp- still smelled like your, like your, your hand, your hand moisturizer. I, he, uh, so he got punched like in the heart, but because he had this thing in his shirt pocket, it took the punch for him. So when I eventually, like months after we broke up, I went to go pick up my box of stuff. He hands me this MP3 player and it's just like bent from this (laughs) fight that he had on, on transit. And I was really pissed because this was, this was a great like piece of tech it's something i wanted to hold on to i knew that like this was going to be something i wanted to kind of put into like my archive of stuff mm-hmm. right and no i it it saved my ex-boyfriend's life i guess <laughs> so i i wanted to bring it up on the podcast because i wanted to honor it and the fact that sony has always been in this space um and apparently the kind of hardware that they make keeps people from now, now, now the story will live on in the hearts and minds of material listeners. Uh, I'm just, it was, it was this beautiful red color and everything. I know. It, and it sounded so good. It was even the cheap headphones, like the nine, the pair of $9 headphones that I would buy yeah. all the time. Cause yeah. Anyway. I know. It's, it, it, the worst, but the worst part, we should go, we should move forward. But the, but the worst yes. part is. Like I still have like most of the digital music players that I've used, including like the iPods that I've used. And what one of the things that you've been robbed of is the ability to <laughs> you're tidying up, you find yes. it in a drawer, 
and because you also like left like the charging cable in the same drawer you say "Ooh, i know what i'm gonna do and you charge it up and you get to listen to all the music and all the playlists that you were important to you like back in like 2003 mm-hmm, 2004 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whenever it was yeah it's uh Fortunately, I, I never had an ABBA phase. I never had a Celine Dion phase. So Andy, it's... it was forty gigs. That was like so much yeah. back then. Partic- particularly how back then when you used to like compress things to like real almost crap resolution to get everything to fit on. Yeah, it was forty gigs. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, uh... well, I, I have one, yeah. one one last quick bit of news because it um, it's it is Google related and it makes me look stupid, so that's uh, why it has a has an important part <laughs> in this podcast. The, we we finally bring to a close Andy's search for an, a list manager to replace uh, Wonderlist, which okay. Microsoft bought and announced that well, now that we've got like all of these people who use list managers, we can now switch them over to our new Microsoft lists and then officially pull the plug on Wonderlist in March, I think, when they stop using it. And so <laughs> I've been looking I've been looking for a replacement that will do uh, what I need a list manager for and make sure it will work exactly the way I like it in Wonderlist. And that my chief, my really almost the only thing I use a list manager for is when I'm spending my X hours a day scouring uh, news sites and scouring news groups for things to write about or talk about on podcasts and on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, and here, here we get into the Andy is stupid part. It, it it I was I I saw this as an opportunity to like take an you know it's been a while since I looked at all the different sort of like list managers that are out there now of course it has to sync across multiple devices so anything that's only iOS or only that can't can't do that so okay let's take a look at Simple Note let's take a look at Evernote let's take another look at Notion let's take a look at all this sort of stuff and because I had fixated on that sort of thing. It took me until uh, exactly six days ago when I realized that let's stop looking at this as an abstract problem and actually write down what we need to do. Andy, if I'm not mistaken, what you really absolutely need to get your work done is a way of saving web pages – uh, the URLs of web pages, bookmarking them, you might even say – uh, and organizing them into folders. Now, can you think of a feature that's common to the Chrome web browser since, I don't know, the Clinton administration, <laughs> George W., whatever? It's, uh, and then, oh, yes, smarter self, you're right. I could just simply create folders for each of the things that I, <laughs> that I need research for. And then, just like with Wonderlist, I can just click the bookmark button the star button in the address bar and then select a pop-up folder to direct that to and it will be synced across all of my chrome devices and okay but well at least we learned all kinds of things about uh, evernote and simple node and notion and anything else that has the last letters n-o-t or in that motif somewhere around there sometimes you just need to i i should almost set that as a not a daily alarm but maybe every 72 hours just a pop-up thing saying okay andy now's the time it's uh, 2 p.m it's been 72 hours since you last did this i need you to mentally take three steps outside of your own body and assume that the person you're looking at is a total idiot who needs clarity 
And what would you tell that person? You tell them to use just bookmarks then say, oh, you're right. That's exactly what I would do. So now it's the okay. Advice- you, you had to go through this journey, though, to come to that conclusion. Like you can't, you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. and and it's totally fine. And and life moves on and life moves on. And uh, now I know about Notion. I know that it's way too complicated for anything that my pure tiny little pink brain can manage but i know that it's a very powerful tool i know that evernote the app that i abandoned for wonderlist a few years ago because it looked like they basically lost their car keys and were never going to find them again they found their car keys well done evernote oh um, okay yeah simple and uh, the other, the other <laughs> oh again just just like we were talking about where you find your you find your mp3 player i'd stopped using evernote for like must have been what four years three four five years uh but i was still like uh, subscribing to it mostly because i'd forgotten i was still sub- uh, subscribed to it and so when i logged back in it was like oh my god here's my workspace as i left it in like 2016 2015 and all this data that i'd collected for a couple of different projects that i didn't completely like transmogrify exactly exactly so <laughs> And and lastly, I am monetizing my stupidity by telling the story about it on a podcast mm-hmm, supported mm-hmm. by advertisements. It's not stupidity. Everybody has to go through this journey to figure out stuff. I mean, it's like uh, it's like figuring out where to put stuff in the kitchen, you know, like yeah. like the the proper the best places to put things or or whatever sort of life hack you want to do. I mean, even I have had to kind of change some things and to be honest at this point i just use notion to like archive like here's important information for my website like here's important information for this like that's kind of what i use it for in case i need you know it's kind of fun having your own wiki but anyway i could and some someday i'll get into i'm very impressed uh i'm both impressed and respectfully intimidated yes by some yes. of the videos i've seen about notion and i'll tell you it. why not, I'm not just talking about, oh, it's so powerful that, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big learning curve. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying that I see like a cautionary tale in a lot of these people where it's like they started, they're, 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 they tell the story of like their, their notion adventure. And they say, oh, uh-huh. I, I used to have a catering business and I had problems. I was uh, in charge of like making sure that we scheduling and deliveries were okay. But then they got so wrapped up in Notion that now they're a professional Notion consultant and they've forgotten all about the catering business because it just set this hook <laughs> inside their like cerebellum and now they're Notion they became Notion people. That I I don't want to be a Notion person because I've I have too much life in me. Speaking of life. Yes. Quick Gimpy Gimpy Bush update. Last week, we are the number two, the number four, and the number six podcast uh, referencing uh, the Gimpy Gimpy Bush in uh, Google Podcasts. We have held steady. We are, again, consistency, just like we were talking about last week. We are still number two, four, and six, despite any attempts to knock us uh, off of uh, 30% of the top 10, uh, full 40% of the top five. Uh, we are holding steady. So again, I, I hope the I hope that our work is being uh, appreciated by people who are looking for. Uh, if you came here uh, because you thought you need more information about the Gimme Gimme Bush, uh, sorry, that's we're pretty much just gaming the system. But we hope you enjoy uh, everything that we're going to be talking about uh, mm-hmm. Google after this message. 
This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and their next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. Get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of the show, and you'll get access to native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and industry-leading processors, root access to your server along with API version 4 and Python CLI, Nanode plans starting as low as $5, and one-click installs of the most popular apps, including WordPress, LAMP stack, and game servers for Minecraft, and more. So go to Linode.com slash material and use the promo code material2020 when creating a new Linode account. Get $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode's hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to Linode.com slash careers to find out more. The URL for that $20 credit one more time is Linode.com slash material, promo code material2020. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, it was the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Quarterly earnings for Google and and, and Alphabet. All these children like keeping asking other you, you gotta tell them, no, no. <laughs> I told you when the earnings call is gonna be down. You know, you kids stay in bed. I don't want to see you come downstairs, or or Santa Sundar won't have his books of statistics and numbers and this is how they talk to the uh, investors by the way like this the investors are are the children that we're referencing here they're yes. the ones who come downstairs excited to open yeah the presents and it is yeah. it is kind of fun also it's fun for us because uh as you probably know this is the one time when uh uh, reporters and analysts will ask questions directly of a ceo and they are legally prohibited from lying or prevaricating. <laughs> they have to. I mean, That's right. <laughs> literally, literally, if they if they can dodge the question, but if they mislead you, that that is they are misleading investors, <laughs> and the and the, the and the feds are will be very the feds will be very very interested in investigating that. Uh, so actually, it was it was juicier than usual in terms of the amount of information. That Sundar Pichai decided and uh, decided to disclose. This was the uh, Sundar Pichai has been participating in uh, in per- uh, previous uh, quarterly earnings calls. Of course, as the CEO of Google, this is the first time he's done it as the head of Alphabet. Uh, but there are a lot of firsts here. This is the first time the company got specific about uh, actual numbers regarding YouTube and cloud revenue. This is, they, they've always said, oh, well, in this big container of all kinds of different businesses that include YouTube, this container of businesses did this did these numbers. No, this is the first time they're going to act. They're being specific. Uh, their ad revenue was up, they said, uh, compared to quarter four of uh, 2018. Uh, quarter four of 2019 was, uh, was at uh, $4.72 billion. That's just an ad revenue alone. Uh, making for total revenue of fifteen point one five billion last year in twenty eighteen. Uh, that's up from uh, the eleven point one six billion they made back then. So that's up. Uh, also noting that that represents ten uh, percent of the company's revenue. 
Uh, and once again, that is $4.2 billion fr- uh, from ads. Most of that revenue is going to content creators. They said uh, that would make you happy if you were a YouTube creator. But if you were a YouTube creator, it would remind you that you ain't seen none of that $4.2 billion. Because most of it goes to like the top 1% of creators that are responsible for, let's just say, more than 1% of the love YouTube seems to seems to give it's it's Hollywood. People. It's like Hollywood, okay? The people that you see at the Academy Awards and at the Golden Globes, that's just that's less than one percent of the people who've made it in this world. Yeah. So um I also I had made some comments to Andy over Slack about like where is that <laughs> revenue coming from? Like what kind of content is driving that revenue? Yeah. Because we have been, you know, talking about that on this podcast and it is worth like bringing up. And I but I do wonder if there's some subtlety in branching out YouTube from the rest of the Google Pie is like this is a thing that kind of exists on its own. Or has its own. Corral of folks who are dealing with it versus what we're going to talk about with Google and Alphabet. You know what I mean? Because it's it's been yeah this is the this is the glam part of the of the content pie um they also revealed that youtube has earned over 34 billion dollars in ad revenue alone over the lifetime of that of the of the company uh turning to cloud computing uh because this is where they're trying to compete with amazon they're trying to compete with microsoft uh cloud computing sales were uh, 2.6 billion dollars that was up 53 percent year to year uh, for a 2019 yearly total of 8.92 billion, that's up from 5.84 billion <sighs> in 2018. Uh, so I get so, and there's there's some speculation as to well, this is kind of good news about YouTube and kind of good news about cloud computing, and maybe that was to mask some bad news, uh, small small lowercase bad news, and then uppercase B bad news, the lowercase bad news. Uh, is that hardware revenue was down, down, down. Uh, the Whereas he was happy to give specific numbers on these successful businesses, he was not willing to give any numbers <laughs> specifically sure. on how poorly uh, the hardware units uh, had performed. Right. Uh, there's some speculation by a bunch of different analysts that you collect from point to point. Uh, speculation that uh, the success of the $399 Pixel 3a uh, cut into overall revenue because instead of convincing people to buy $800 phones or $1,000 phones. That same person is walking out with a $400 phone. Uh, Maybe it even cut into sales of the Pixel 4. Um, It's also been... uh, Google doesn't release numbers on sales of uh, Nest smart smart speakers, but most of the the consumer researchers uh, have are satisfied that uh, Google lost ground to Amazon in the smart speaker category. Uh, both companies grew uh, in terms of installed base, installed devices, but Amazon has been had a much, much, much more successful uh, holiday season than Google I mean, did. I uh, mean, think the Amazon storefront, the whole point is when you go over there, they're like, hey, don't forget that you can buy all these, add this to your cart. Hey, why don't you add this? Oh, look, this is a Mickey Mouse clock with Alexa built in. Like... <laughs> Coming to Ikea, they still give you those little meatballs, but each one has an Alexa voice assistant built right in. Yes, and <laughs> it's not made of horse meat. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> but they give it a clever name so you don't know that. That's, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and uh, we, I guess we could have predicted this. Uh, it was 
anybody who bought the Pixel 4 as soon as it came out had to be feeling pretty cheesed or minused when they saw how deep the discounts went over the next couple of months. Uh, much, much we we're even last year and the year before there's you, you know there's going to be a black friday sale but even so the discounts were pretty darn yeah. attractive for anybody who didn't uh, snap at the bait uh, uh immediately they didn't uh, so they didn't uh, offer any numbers they only mentioned that hardware is quote a multi-billion dollar business which invites us all to unpack sure. that because uh hardware and we're talking about phones we're talking about speakers we're talking about cameras everything hardware is lumped into the quote other category along with stuff like youtube premium youtube tv tv mm-hmm. music services so that was 5.3 billion dollars altogether so the entire other category was 5.3 billion dollars uh and the again you'd mm. think that he would be more proud of it if we're talking Five billion dollars in hardware sales. Multi billion dollar implies at least two billion, and the performance of these products would imply that you're talking about maybe is at this point between two and three billion dollars in uh, in revenue. Uh, so eh, okay, I mean that's that's fine. You can come up with all kinds of reasons for that, but it's it is suspicious. Apple does this too. There's Uh, They they talk about how excited they are about the technology and how pleased they are to be growing this new market. But when they sell like half a kajillion smartwatches in the first weekend, they will not lose any time to tell you exactly how many that they sold. So that's uh, I don't think that that certainly doesn't mean that they are going to be they're going to be taking their foot off the gas regarding hardware. But it does mean that whatever whatever they've been planning, there's going to be a lot of discussion on what they could be doing different. Um, yeah, and this is an investor call, so they have to make it right. sound. They have to make it sound good, which is why the numbers are lumped in in this way. Um, yep. Everybody does it, even if you're sitting in the cafeteria of your company going through a revenue, uh, a revenue meeting or whatever. Like they're going to do the same thing to you. They're going to tell you like things are looking up. <laughs> yep, they don't necessarily have to give you the numbers. They do. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the last time someone gave. <laughs> Someone was nice. An analyst gave me the gave me like a half hour to explain exactly what the liabilities were uh, on an analyst call. They they would have to tell give you some guidance on how well the hardware division is doing, uh, even if whether it's performing okay, it's underperforming. But they could not if it were an important part of the financial picture of the company, they mm-hmm. could not get away with leaving that out. So mm-hmm. it, anything they mention is significant, and everything they this is their. They're not required to give numbers, and the numbers are going to be scary for a lot of people. So why bother giving people exactly. numbers? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that there's a spider somewhere in the house if you're scared of spiders. And investors are very very scared of spiders. Uh, overall, uh, Alphabet two, uh, they took in uh, 46 billion dollars in revenue over the quarter. That's a six seventeen percent increase over the fourth quarter 2018. Uh, seeing 10.7 billion dollars in profit, so I guess they're they're not flatlining. They're not going down. They're making profits. Uh, Google search alone made 27.2 billion. Um, the problem though is that they beat their targets for profits, but they fell way behind revenue projections for the fourth quarter. They fell, I think, by 800 million dollars. I've uh, I've seen different numbers this is the one i've decided to put into the into the show doc but it is enough that 
this is probably why they decided to break out more detailed numbers to show no 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 here's the ads are doing great uh youtube is doing great cloud services are doing great um apple's uh apple's uh, fourth quarter profit was 10.67 billion or 50 15 uh, 35 per share but that's compared with the analyst alphabet oh, by sorry. the way alphabet. sorry thank you, you very much apple. Uh, <laughs> compared compared with the analyst uh, average estimate of 870 uh, 8.78 billion or 12.53 per share at the end of the day so alphabet shares were down 4.5 percent numbers 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 aren't you excited um fortunately we have uh, financial if your kids sites. in the car they are asleep right now <laughs> exactly just <laughs> maybe you're asleep too which you're wake welcome. up I'll, you're driving we'll, we'll use we'll use comfortable tones now hmm. now yahoo finance had a nice breakdown of the actual what it looks like from a financial point of view. Um, for instance, mostly relative to other industries that they're competing with, uh, YouTube video streaming, the video streaming unit is generating ad revenue at a pace of $15 billion mm-hmm. annual, annually, but that put it below the rough estimates that have always been as high as $25 billion. So this is the first time they've given an actual number. So here's how much uh, it makes in ad revenue. It's always been a subject of conge- conjecture, uh, and some people who are making their guesses are disappointed that it wasn't as high as they were guessing. So that kind of made uh, people a little bit scared. Um, they, were, uh, divulged, they divulged that, uh, again, I'm quoting uh, Yahoo Finance here, uh, their numbers, uh, divulging 53% quarter, quarterly revenue growth for the cloud services compared to a year ago. Well, that's great uh, in terms of growth for Google Cloud, uh, but it means that it grew more slowly than the business it is trying to catch up yeah. to, uh, which is Microsoft Azure. So that's other bad news. Sales growth. And dip- Azure is used everywhere, by yeah. the way. It's like yeah. every company's. This it. is where we, we've, we've talked about um, uh, inside stories about how the uh, cloud computing unit and the marketing people behind it have been uh, – some of the people who have left uh, Google in disgust have complained that uh, – that, uh, a lot of the don't be evil ethos was never even part of the cloud services marketing team hmm. because their job is to make sure that if there's anybody evil dictator or not who wants to mm-hmm. if they if they want to write an application to automate the application of the steel boot hill on the neck of the proletariat and they can convince them to use Google Cloud instead of Azure instead, then that is a a, a feat that's worth yep. uh, worth praising. Uh, so that's a very, very big deal. Um, sales growth uh, overall dipped below 20% in three quarters during 2019 versus only once in the whole previous three years. Uh, so uh, Ch- Alphabet Chief Financial Officer Ruth Parat uh, was also on the call. She responded to an analyst who was talking about asking about these kind of sour numbers. And here's what she said, quote, we continue to be very focused on the benefit from better measurement, better ad delivery, better user experience, but there will be variability over time because we're very focused on what's in the right long-term interest. So they're trying to shuttle a lot of this off on the, well, see, we're, we're doing, we're, we're, uh, uh, we're, Giving you the the numbers that you're disappointed in uh, compared to previous quarters, those weren't as well and finely honed and calculated as the numbers we're giving you now. Hmm. So think of it more like our numbers were always in the crapper. 
uh, and <laughs> and now we're just have the we have the, the we we put new batteries in the calculator to actually be able to tell you that that uh, which again it's it's a defense. Uh, I'm not a financial analyst, so I can't say whether it's a successful uh, uh, defense. Uh, but you'd, for pe- for people like me who again have to. Uh, have seeing eye nerds uh, explain financial stuff to me. Uh, the big takeaway that everybody understands is that all that great news a couple of weeks ago about, hey, Alphabet is now a trillion dollar company. Well, no, 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 not, not, they're not, not anymore. Maybe in the future, maybe very soon, but there was a lot of people who decided to sell uh, Google and Alphabet. Yeah, stock that's, that that's a good point. Um, so the, the name of last week's podcast no longer stands. Yes. But hey, it, it was a great week for them. Again, it was very, very proud. Again, they, I, I'm, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of those uh, fruit bouquets shaped like flowers being <laughs> sent all across uh, Mountain View. Uh, a lot of excited phone calls from their parents. I love an edible arrangement. Okay, just I'm, just, I'm a big fan of the edible arrangement. <laughs> Parti- you can eat it. It's chocolate dipped. I mean, particularly if they're not stingy about the strawberries. Mm-hmm. The the melon exactly. the, the melon slices those are fine too but yeah they're not the star of the show they they fill it out you we're, <sighs> you're here for the pineapple you're here for the strawberries and the ones dipped in chocolate. Ugh. Speaking of, speaking of goodies another yeah. a new another new number that we got Alphabet also revealed that it's paid eighty billion dollars to developers to date uh, through the Google Play Store and before you pull the string on that party popper. Uh, this yeah. was just a couple of weeks after Apple said that they've paid out 155 billion in the Apple in the in the uh, in the iStore uh, in the App Store. So that's roughly twice. And uh, wonder it's that's another th- number that kind of gets you wanting to wonder exactly what the situation is. One you can't deny that one of the big problems is that. Apple, the the Apple's uh, iOS app store is operational in China and Google Play Store is not. So, okay, fair point. Uh, there's some there, there's some money that is changing hands for iOS devices in their app store that is not even close to becoming available for Google. But nonetheless, when you talk about how big the Android installed base is, uh, I'm, and even just talking about phones that have access to the Play Store, which is not all Android phones, uh, you'd kind of want it to be closer to equal, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are, are, are Android users just skin flints or? I'm not. I actually don't know what that phrase means. <laughs> a, but... a, a cheap, a penurious individual who does not like to part with their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I. Uh, hmm. It's a, it's definitely another another club in uh, in Apple's hands with which to beat Google and Android over the head with whether because especially now that we're getting into developer season that uh, what at uh, Apple's worldwide developer conference one of their most popular opening slides is here's how many people here's how many pe-, and remember that at WWDC they are talking to an audience almost completely of developers. And they're saying, here's how many people are using the very, very latest version of iOS on their iPhones. And it's a huge, like 90, 80, 90%, 92, 93%. And here's how many people are using the latest version of Android. And it's like 3 or 4 or 5%. Uh, and making the point that 
uh, and here's how much revenue, here's how much money we have handed out to developers, making the point that if you spend your time developing uh, an iOS app instead of an Android app, you will make a lot more money. Uh, you can target more phones with the exact same tools instead of a fragmented marketplace, and that's not something that uh, that and that Google wants to have to deal with. Okay, I'm also just thinking about the fact that there are a lot of like third party marketing. A lot of third-party services that you could put on your app to like make revenue. Maybe in some cases it's a little more more nefarious, and <laughs> maybe in some cases Android would allow for those things a little more than than Apple iOS would. Maybe and just because you did bring up China, I'm just thinking about overseas usage, not just China. I'm thinking other. Other places, Russia, for instance, um, you know, thinking about those app stores and the fact that like those exist on Android and you don't necessarily have to install Google Play to True. make money. Uh, whereas on I an iPhone, you do. I'm just thinking about like Russia has Yandex and like China has all these different networks and like even um, I know carriers in different. Asian countries and South Asian countries have like their own app stores. And I imagine, you know, so I think it's just, I wonder if it's just because that's, there's more, there's more quote unquote freedom. Uh, (laughs) I, I I don't, I certainly don't have an answer. Um, It just, it just still seems disproportionate. Like by the time we give credit for, all of the the, the simple fact that the that the uh, uh, the iOS marketplace and the Android marketplace are two completely distinct entities with their mm-hmm. own uh, their own uh, ease abilities and their own uh, problem abilities uh, associated with them. It seems like a disproportionate amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll 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 keep a look. Uh, the The difficulty is that. When the, when you take a look at all these other numbers, I'll uh, and and Flo can vouch for this. A lot of this is me, like saying I think I understand what this part of the financial <laughs> of the breakdown means. I think I understand how what how to interpret this relative to what other companies are doing in the same sectors. I think I understand what the cloud computing data is. How that is important compared to their they're trying to compete with Microsoft, but it's like. Uh, but that's like because I've been doing nothing but looking at these numbers for like a couple of days, and once again firing off emails to friend of mine, friends of mine who do nothing but study, uh, study these books and study these tables all the time, who can kind of dumb things down for me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to something as simple as Apple paid out 155 billion dollars to developers. Alphabet Google only paid out $80 billion to developers. Ergo, there is more money to be made by being Yeah, a, that's... Even though, and, and even though there could be complicated reasons why that's true, and it may not be a linear A to B sort of thing, it's something that feels like, oh, I understand that, that this number is objectively larger than this other number. Exactly. So, oh, well. <sighs> uh speaking of numbers let's make let's let's make some coin for ourselves so that our during our during our earnings call <laughs> we can we can be Precisely. big shots and get and boast of our numbers this episode of material is brought to you by hrefs whether you work for a big brand run your own small business or do freelance work getting traffic to your website is always a challenge there's just so much competition out there Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO toolset that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. 
You know, you would think that I don't need SEO for FlowFeed. That's FlorenceLion.com. But you know what? It actually really helps to get people to my website so they know what I've been working on, kind of stories that I'm writing, and where they can find my work. Ahrefs has really helped me just optimize that SEO to get people to come and see what it is that I'm working on. Ahrefs uncovers how your com- competitors are getting traffic and why. You can see the pages and contents that send them the most traffic, and you can get estimated search volumes with their Keywords Explorer tool. So you can see how well a piece of content is likely to perform before you even write it. This helps with headlines too. Hrefs has a ton of useful stuff, like Content Explorer, which can help you find guest blogging opportunities, and Rank Tracker, which lets you track progress on keywords. It'll even pick up broken backlinks and help you fix them. It's like having a webmaster on hand. Take the mystery out of SEO. Go to hrefs.com right now. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. Sign up for their seven-day trial for just $7. Get reports on your website. See what's performing well and figure out your next move. Whether you have a personal website you want to get a following on or your company needs more traffic to convert into sales, go there now. hrefs.com. Get that $7 trial. Our thanks to hrefs for their support of material and all of Relay FM. Well, it's Google Photos time. Google's fo- Google Photos time. Uh, and hey, funny, funny story. You're gonna, you're gonna just get a die laughing at this. Uh, turns out that if you uh, asked uh, Google Photos to send you like an archive of all of your pictures uh, during a few days, like around Thanksgiving of last year, it might have sent you sent some of your personal videos to other people <laughs> and when you got your archive like you might have found some videos from other people that you're not supposed to see as mm. part of your package mm. i mean you know uh we're gonna laugh about this no we're not we're really really <laughs> no, we're horribly <laughs> horribly awesome dumbstruck by this particularly at a time where google is being attacked on all fronts about being irresponsible custodians of personal and private data. Uh, so I guess that if you're if you're one of the lucky people uh, who use the uh, download your data service on Google Photos between November 21st and November 25th, and your data has been compromised, uh, you got you you already know this because you already got a troublesomely breezy and nonchalant <laughs> letter i think i'm correct in saying a lot of people have posted their letter their letters uh quote unfortunately oh i think i unfortunately you know during this time some videos and google photos were incorrectly exported to i don't know unrelated users huh uh one or more video one or more videos in your google photos account was affected by this issue and let's just leave it at that uh they didn't say let's just leave it that but we've got this is not you want to say <laughs> here are the files that we think were compromised and here's what the, here's what we think no it's like pfft. you know what uh be, you know, be during the super bowl we were stream, doing a lot of 4k streaming so you might experience some slowdowns when you're doing a youtube live feed uh, if you have any problems like that, contact customer service. Make sure you log in with your uh, actual username. And that literally was what they said. If you have any problems, just contact customer service and you make sure you use your, your username. A lot of boilerplate stuff. Uh, the 
letter as opposed and when you're when you're when you're seeing red and you're reading the next paragraph uh say well what are they doing to help me with this they recommend that they use again definitely solving the wrong problem here uh the letter thinks that the, the the reason why you're angry is that oh you mean that when i asked for like an archive of all of my photos and videos some of my videos might not have been downloaded because they were replaced by other people's videos don't worry. If you just re-download everything and get a, get another download your data request, it will come through just fine. No, that's not what I'm upset about, Google Photos. I'm upset that even though I wasn't like doing sex tape sort of stuff, I'm just basically upset that even harmless, normal birthday videos of my children might be in the hands of probably perfectly innocent people but i have no way of knowing that congratulations this is what i'm not going to be worried about for the next four to eleven months <sighs> yeah we apologize Whoopsies. for any inconvenience this may have caused so back to talking about cloud services <laughs> <laughs> uh you know stuff happens <laughs> You know, um, you'll find this is why pencils have erasers. You know, mm. it's you can't, you know, there are two sides to the coin. Every time something works right, there's going to be some times when things work wrong. That if you want to see the sunrise, there's going to have to be some nightfall before then. Like, thank you very much, Ebuzz Miller. I really just want to know what the hell happened to my data and... Uh, so they're saying that less th less than uh, 0.01% of users who attempted takeouts were affected by this bug. Uh, let's also point out that in July, it was discovered that Photos has over a billion users, according to Fast Company. So multiply a billion times 0.01. That's not a small number of people. Um, they also have said that the bug has been, quote, identified and resolved, unquote, and given that we are justified in being annoyed with Google, they didn't say that they fixed the bug. They just said that they <laughs> resolved implies that they decided that 0.01%. You know what? If I had a 0.01% of winning the lottery, I still don't think I'd buy a ticket. No, no, it's they seem to be underwhelmed by the enormity of this problem. So, oy. well, 0.01% is. Just, you know, for the coronavirus, it's just not going to hurt anybody. So, <laughs> um, yeah. what about this next Google thing, by the way? Because uh, I am intrigued, but I'm still skeptical. So, they, uh, I, it looks like Google is uh, uh, trialing, uh, they're test, they test doing a subscription service for Google Photos. Uh, and you will know that you have been selected for this if you open up Google Photos and you see an invitation to be part of like a trial group of people that bring off of this service. And that service is for $7.99 a month, $7.99 a month, mm -hmm. uh, Google Photos will automatically select 10 photos from your last uh, month's worth of photos, uh, then print them and mail them to you. So you will receive... 10 photos uh, from the last 30 days worth of your Google Photos uploads, and you don't know which ones they're going to be. The algorithm is going to decide which ones are super and special and sparkly and uh, and glittery and unicorny enough. So like, to... like the live albums, basically. Exactly. Just the physical version of the live albums. It's, it's kind of like there's an alternate universe version of you 
who thought that you'd like to have these 10 photos and they know your home address. So of course they can send them to you. Uh, you do have some control. Uh, some of the people who have been offered this, uh, this trial uh, have sent ample screenshots of uh, what you see. You can select between three themes. Uh, one is called quote, mostly people and pets unquote. So basically things with faces in them. Uh, the other choice is quote, mostly landscapes. So we're talking about like tourist photos of buildings and yards and, you know, landscapes and sceny things where again, if you're antisocial or if you just don't hang out with a lot of friends, so this would probably be the best choice for me. Uh, or number three, a little bit of everything, which of course is a mixture of the two. So, it's, you know, I, I'm in the, the thing is I, uh, one of the reasons that attracted me to getting like an MP3 player, uh, I'm sorry, no, it didn't. I was called a digital audio player. Uh-huh. I'm just okay. going to call it the okay. Walkman is that I kind of like the, I kind of miss the, the tactile, uh, part of accessing my music that I have this device and has a play button and stop buttons and volume controls uh, as opposed to it's just this app on my phone that I can sort of sorcerer into into uh, appearing and then disappearing. Uh, and I have to admit that I kind of miss having physical tactile photos to deal with and photos to like mail off to people because they they are pretty cool. And as nice as <laughs> although uh, smart displays are getting so cheap that now they're the two for hundred dollars yeah, i was about to say uh you you still can't there's still something about getting a magnet that's shaped like the saint louis arch because you spent some time going through that airport on your way to someplace else and sticking that to your fridge with a picture of your friend's dog that they gave you that you know every time you you, you get some soy milk uh for your frosted flakes you get to take a look at this cute picture of the of the dog I don't, if I had to sign up for it for a year, I would definitely say no. I would definitely sign up for it for a few months just to see what what that's like. It, and it would be kind of fun to go to the mailbox and once you rummage through like all the Capital One offers <laughs> and all the all the ads and stuff, say, oh, look, here's some 10 pictures that are going to remind me of things that I already did but forgot about in the in the interval. That could be kind of fun. It might, it might be worth eight bucks, but I don't know. Well, I'm curious about I'm probably going to sign up for this and try it out when I get the baby around, because I imagine that I'm just going to be shooting photos like every single moment and just tracking (laughs) this child's development over time, Um, which, you know, is the whole Again, when we talk about the way things are marketed to us, that's exactly what Google <laughs> Photos is marketed as, right? That's what, that's what that's what that Google Clips camera was supposed to be about. I was just going to say that's exactly what I'm going to bring yep. out of the vault. Um, <laughs> I the, I still have the app for it and everything. It's just eight dollars is quite a bit of mo- uh, quite a bit of. Mo- I guess it's less than it's less than a dollar a print. 80, Eighty cents a print. Uh, that includes you get 10 four by six prints on matte stock with a white border uh so that's in- and matte stock by the way i'm surprised at how long it's like stayed at this price <laughs> like they really don't want to give you a matte stock they really would rather give you the glossy 
I'm just <laughs> nope. anybody who used to do photo development back in the day knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, for any of the Zoomers or Gen Zers listening in, they're just like, what are you people talking about? But anyway, I'm sorry, I- we're not going to have your prints in one hour as we promised to make up for the inconvenience. I'm very happy to upgrade you not only to five by seven prints, but five by seven matte prints. Mm-hmm. These are just four by six. The thing is, um, I had a lot of photos of my cat that I had printed out, matte, stock, four by six, and they are now just like all over the house. So I let's try this. We'll try it. Yeah. So I'm I was, by the way, refreshing my phone and the page that offers the that offers this particular subscription service will not load for me it says i'm offline even though i'm off you know not so uh more on that later but i think i'm gonna try it out i'm gonna see if it'll pick all like the nice photos of um you know my child it's it's see this uh, i think it's a really interest it's really interesting for the reason that you just sort of brought up because photos does facial recognition so imagine if you could say that I just want pictures of the kid or I just want pictures of the dog or any right. I particularly want pictures of these two or these three people. Right. Number one. So already you're getting it. You're making it more interesting for people because you're allowing them to say, I don't know which pictures of my kid. And it's probably going to it's going to select the ones that algorithmically they think are nicely composed. They're definitely in focus. There's a there's a face that's actually looking at the screen, looking mm-hmm. at the camera. And then that face is smiling. Well done. Um, but and then the next step after that is. Uh, maybe you don't want it for yourself. Maybe just once a month, uh, you're, you're subscribed to this, and once a month, it sends you an email or opens up the Google Photos. Here are the ten that we've deci- that uh, we've collected for you to send to your mom, and then, or that are going directly to your to Grammy. Grammy is right. going to get you, like you, these photos. You, you would definitely you would definitely want to have agency in it. So you definitely want to have to approve it. But mm-hmm. uh, how how difficult is it to? go through the last month's worth of photos and pick 10 versus we pick 10 that we think are really, really cool. If there anything, if there are any, you don't like click on it and we'll pick another one for it or, or just click this button and it will automatically be printed and mailed to Grammy. Uh, right. That would be super interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now you're, you're giving me all this fodder. Okay. <laughs> just wait and see everybody. Uh, either way, it's been an interesting week for Google photos. Yep. So we have good news and bad news. One that yeah, makes exactly. you, one that makes you never want to ever to ever put another photo into Google servers ever again, uh, but another one that makes you wonder that perhaps this will help you bring your family together, ideally with the least amount of hands-on effort. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that sending pictures of the kid to your to the kid's grandmother is is a, is uh, is too much work. I'm saying that I'm definitely the sort of person who would have the best of intentions but would forget or say okay i got to do that today but then now it's 11 p.m. and so if there were if there were a, a jeeves if there were a personal assistant that could say <laughs> you reminded you you wanted me to to choose 10 pictures like on the third thursday of every month to send to to send to your mom like are, are these okay like yes thank you very much google assistant <laughs> please please do mail them or email them with my compliments exactly hmm. <sighs> uh, well we have one last story we do. And, okay, I was. Now I have to admit that I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, uh, so I just maybe mean spirited. Uh, in my show notes, no, I no, it, as... it was. I thought it was funny because we were talking about Ned Flanders in the last 
week's <laughs> yes. last week's show and his beatnik parents. So, uh, again, part part of my it's in, it's a good therapy for me to own my mistakes and share my stupidity with you listeners here in the material podcast land. So I will have I will quote myself verbatim for this story. Hippie artist beatnik freak tears himself away from slapping his damn bongos or whatever the hell he does (laughs) all day long, long enough to create a fake traffic jam in Google Maps with a wagon full of phones. Again, uh, the name is Simon Weckert. I'm sure he's done some marvelous things. I was prejudging him. And again, I was tired. It was a long, long work day. I'm a manual laborer in the fact, in the sense that I type and use use a mouse. But, but that is with the hands, and manual labor means with the hands. So I was I was a little bit, I, I, I that was wrong. I'm I own I, I'm a, I am but an imperfect vessel for the perfection of the universe. Let's just get I into the actual story. Uh, so he <laughs> so this artist uh, Simon Weckert, he filled literally a little red wagon with 99 phones, each with a, a separate SIM, each active. Uh, activated Google Maps navigation on each one of them and then pulled it down a street at walking pace. And, of course, Google Maps, because these were all supposedly, like, maps navigating vehicles, uh, 99 cars are now going very, very slowly in sort of a clump. Uh, Google Maps would then mark that street as being the site of a traffic jam and reroute people around it. Um, So uh, it's funny and... Uh, an interesting commentary and to see how easily a complex and sophisticated system like Google Maps traffic can be bamboozled, uh, particularly when you consider uh, how much mayhem you could create by shutting Mm. down a street by creating a fake traffic jam. But uh, this was actually a really, really cool event because it, uh, he himself uh, when he was talking about this, was talking about how difficult it turns out to be to fool Google Maps traffic into thinking that there's a traffic jam. So, for instance, if he stopped pulling the red wagon, then the traffic jam would, quote, clear itself. That was no good. If it only And it only worked if he was the only thing on that street. As soon as another car, like, drove behind him and passed him or, like, came the other way, the traffic jam would immediately clear because, excuse me, if this car was running uh, Google Maps uh, navigation, uh, the the algorithm would say, "Oh well, clearly there's a car that's moving really, really fast. Whatever's happened, whatever I think is happening with these 99 vehicles can't be true." Uh, and also, you got you got to say that uh, Google had exactly the right response to this. Uh, they were really good. They were a real good sport about it. Nine to five Google uh, reported on this, and uh, Google provided a statement to them: uh, "Quote: We've launched the ability to distinguish between cars and motorcycles in several countries, including India, Indonesia, and Egypt. Though we haven't quite cracked traveling by wagon, we appreciate seeing creative uses of Google Maps like this, as it helps us make maps work better over time." So it's interesting. It's interesting uh, to, when when you think about it that uh, you can figure out that a vehicle is uh, that's running the Google Maps app is a car and not a motorcycle because a motorcycle tends to lean one way or another with curves, and so by accessing sensor data on the phone, it could figure out is this behaving, is this moving like a car, or is this moving like a motorcycle? And so maybe, and th- 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 you think about how important it is to not be tricked by like a motorcycle that's doing lane splitting during the middle of a traffic jam that, okay, if you're not on like a Honda scooter and have a death wish, <laughs> then, uh, then no, otherwise you're going to be stuck on this highway at this, at this moment. Uh, I just thought it was a very interesting, like 
what a great art project to sort of bring to light how algorithms are really formed and logged. I mean, I had a couple people send me this story through text message. It's just like, hey, did you see this funny thing about Google Maps? And I was like, yeah, when you boil it down, like this is really all that it is. It's just this is a bunch of aggregated data and that's how it finds out like what's going on. And that's why even though you know, a lot of people rely on Google Maps. You have to just kind of remember that this is how the information is getting processed before yeah. it is sent to you, which is why sometimes you'll be driving and then all of a sudden it's just clear. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong anymore. Um, I don't, I really like I I thought it was clever. I thought it was a clever little like li- I want to see more of this, more of this kind of quote unquote art. From this person just let's call it hijinks there's mm-hmm. nothing evil about it they're just good old-fashioned hijinks sure uh, and 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 google google's right that it really is important that people do commit these acts of hijinkery because there are people like we there have their recurrent intermittently there are these stories about people who are sick and tired that because there's there's a construction on one of the major commuter arteries uh, that Waze or Google Maps is diverting people across uh, down this publicly accessible, paid for by every single person who pays gas taxes in the entire state. But I don't want that traffic going in front of my house, so we're gonna I'm gonna use the Waze to like report a car accident like right there, so it won't send people down here. And That's so they have, they have to have <laughs> Google has to have countermeasures against people who, for whatever reason, whether it's hijinksery or just because. Yeah, I know I bought a house that was on, on a two-lane highway, but it never occurred to me that people would be driving on this highway at 9 a.m. Like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. It's is, is it okay? Well, if there's a if there's an accident on that street, is it okay if we send cars to cut across your lawn, sir? No, no. <laughs> okay, so you not so, even to save lives. So you're saying you'd prefer to have people driving on the street? Okay, we'll know that. We can. Okay, how how, how about this? Uh, there's a runaway runaway streetcar. <laughs> it can either kill five. It's either heading for five people on the street, or you can divert it onto your lawn, where it will do nothing but like hurt your lawn. Which <laughs> which switch do you pull, sir? Ah, oh, boy. Well, and I really like, by the way, that um, this was done in in Berlin, and um, this was done near the Google HQ in <laughs> berlin so which is a very like uh populated part of the city and where these sort of traffic jams tend to take place um i again i want to see i want to see more like this i want to see more yes i i also like that he did use again literally a little red wagon um oh yeah a kitschy little red wagon like I, exactly the kind that you would Exactly. You like know, like, like Calvin Barbies and Hobbes in. would race down the side of a hill. On. Oh, yeah, she's like, um, take your Barbies in, super Andy. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I just pull my friends, but okay. <laughs> you just throw your friends down the hill. That's fine. I also know, were you, were you also wondering, where did he get a hold of not just 100 phones, but 100 phones with active SIM cards? Was he like asking strange in the street can i borrow your phone and yeah, can you unlock it there are pictures that show like all the all of them have google maps running at the same time yeah. and they're all different sized some are giant some are small um just i a, imagine just in a heaping pile or unless they unless they he recreated it for like press pictures or something like that but the 
the images it looked that, real that, to me. Yeah. So but, I I just uh, so I have to say that if he committed uh, a bold and interesting act of hijinksery and also got a government arts grant to do it with that I can do nothing but salute that person. I I'm sorry for calling you a hippie artist beatnik freak. I was again, I only got like 5 hours of sleep last night. You it was really you, busy. You just brought up the fact that he might have gotten an art grant and considering this is Germany and they do have social services <clears throat> <laughs> uh especially for the arts. <clears throat> it's possible <laughs> that this was and unlike unlike America, where idiots like me will make fun of him for pursuing art, uh, art and creativity, they well, Berlin is no like Berlin is still one of the places that really inspires this kind of thing. Um, and by the way, since we're on the subject of Berlin, uh, they're not raising rents for five years; they just passed yep. an ordinance. So I don't, you know, just on the subject of Berlin, this is like a great place to do this sort of. Uh, it's just—it's doubly unfortunate that the, the the coronavirus is putting out these these travel bans because, you know, just, I'm not saying I would buy. I'm just saying I want to look at property elsewhere. I'm not saying I would move. I'm not saying I would change my citizenship. I'm just we're, saying we're that, losing people from MWC. By the way, like there are not there are company like LG has said bye bye yeah. to MWC ZTE. I got like a press release last night in my email that they're not going Xiaomi has pulled out um it's been very interesting to just watch them just go like dominoes just like one by one just so people are just gonna you know press is just gonna go to Spain and you will have all the time in the world to eat all the food in Barcelona because there will be nothing to cover ham tapas that would be fine (laughs) ham tapas and wonderful architecture that's yeah I mean at least hey. an 8% chance you won't be allowed back in the country, but still, ham mm. and tapas. Mm. I, I've yeah. had, I have had the ham. I've had the tapas in Barcelona. And if I'm I, so hungry right now, by the yeah. way. It's like it's lunchtime for me. I'm just thinking. Anyway. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about it. Thank God we're at the end of the show because I'm thinking about a place that I can, I can get to in the next hour and a half that serves amazing paella. Wow, Andy! I know it's more of a summer thing, you know. But no, it's fine, Andy. Listen, and you live in the East Coast. You live right where they have all the seafood, so the right yeah. seafood. So you should go indulge yourself. I can. No, I, I, I don't want to make you feel guilty, but I can actually. No, you're not walk, making me feel I, guilty. I, I can walk uh, like 200 yards down my street to like a pier and actually like. Buy clams and lobster. Yeah, that that's have actually your, just coming off of a boat. So that's that's what the place where you live is known for. Um, and and so don't make me feel guilty. I'm I'm happy for you that you have that. <laughs> I on the other hand have a Caesar salad because I've been eating too many sweets. You, you have the Charles Schultz Museum. That's true. I do. I do. Um, and the Charles Schultz Airport. Santa Rosa, which a lot of people forget. Uh, Alaska Airlines flies out of there, just in oh. case anybody's curious. Also, I think United does flights out of there. I think you want. I think you want Alaskan Air. I I, yeah. I feel I feel better in the hands of Alaska Air. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we're anyway, th- that's the end I, of the show. I think that's going to do it for us this week. 
uh, flow? Is there anything that's particularly, I know you're going to be working, 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 working before the blessed day. Actually, what, what, how, how are you marking, how are you referring to that day? Because the blessed, the blessed event sounds like a euphemism that uh, would, you'd have in the Isle of Lucy show in the 1950s. It's just whenever she decides that she's, she wants to come out at this point, I cannot. This is, Groundhog Day? It's it's your first parenting lesson. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the child has their own will. Um, so I just kind of just need to get stuff done this week. So this week I'm working on um, a couple of I'm working on two. I'm working on a reported story and I'm working on an editorial based on my personal experience so that's what's on the docket for this week and i will be podcasting until this baby arrives and then we'll figure out from there hmm. so in case anybody's wondering so if you're if you're considering uh buying advertising on the material podcast who knows you could be the lucky advertiser one of the two or three lucky advertisers uh who is uh has an ad spot on the day that uh, she her water breaks breaks exactly when we're recording. It's, it's gonna... true, actually, because we do have an ad spot on a Thursday, and she's due on a Thursday. There you go. So we're not no promises. We're just, the baby's going to come when they're going to come. But uh, again, genetically speaking, she is half freelancer. So if she can monetize inc- increase like the 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 income of a certain event she's probably going to she 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 has that dna uh, or is it rna well anyway uh either either way uh if you if you actually want to be a little bit more material uh, in support you can go to relay.fm slash material and just put money in a bucket and mail it to us uh because uh, shipping costs of money uh can be r- rather disparate uh we've simplified it by just allowing you to create a uh, a a membership uh relationship with uh, relay fm just go to relay.fm slash material as for me uh let's see i'm gonna be on npr again so boston in uh monday i think as usual, go to my Twitter at Anatko uh, or my Instagram at Anatko, uh, which is usually where I give the actual uh, spatial and datal coordinates for such an <laughs> event. Uh, and I will be playing. You will not be able to get in touch with me because, again, my Walkman is arriving tomorrow. So I'll be listening to 160 or 70 gigabytes of music uh, between now and whenever it is that I decide that it's time to stop Kinda listening jealous. to music and actually get work done. So that's it for us for this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us this week. We hope you listen again next week. Until then, have a wonderful seven days. Bye.